I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, it's a pretty bad look to put out a brand new game and then lay off 90 people. Just saying. For July 1st, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, a gaming analytics firm is projecting a huge year for video games. Quebec has lost its collective mind, and we'll take a look back at some of the biggest gaming stories from this week. Earlier this week, I reported on Niantic revealing a new mobile title, NBA All Worlds. As a follow-up to that story, Niantic is laying off 8% of its staff and shelving four projects, according to an internal email seen by Bloomberg's Jason Schreier. In the email, Niantic CEO John Hankey justified laying off 90 people and canceling four games because Niantic is, quote, facing a time of economic turmoil. Out of the four canceled projects, only one was known about, which is a Transformers game called Heavy Metal and Hamlet which was being co-developed with the theatrical company Punch Drunk. Niantic commented on the recent layoffs, saying, quote, We recently decided to stop production on some projects and reduced our workforce by about 8% to focus on our key priorities. We are grateful for the contributions of those leaving Niantic, and we are supporting them through this difficult transition. Overall, Niantic's decision here reminds me of most of the gaming industry when they're laying off people. It's a move to bolster profits to make shareholders happy. Because you can't convince me that a company like Niantic, who sees 150 million users a month on just one of their products, is facing a time of economic turmoil. Sorry, I gotta see some numbers. On Tuesday, the video game market analytics firm DFC Intelligence released their 2022 market forecast. Interestingly enough, DFC is expecting PC and console software sales to hit a new record for this year, despite spending in the video game industry taking a considerable nosedive in the last couple of months. 
DFC is predicting software sales for both PC and console to hit a total of $72 billion this year, up 5% from the previous record-breaking year gaming had, which was last year. DFC explains their reason for expecting so much growth by saying, quote, a major driver of growth is not new releases, but increasing usage of subscription services from Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and others. The console game business is expected to see a third of software slash service revenue going to Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo for their game subscription services, Game Pass, Switch Online, and the newly revamped PlayStation Plus which I believe is a pretty bold claim. The subscription model for the gaming industry is growing, but I have my doubts that subscriptions are going to bring in the bigger fraction of the $72 billion in predicted sales, not to mention the economic troubles that are looming over all of our heads with inflation and a potential recession on the way which will make selling that much more difficult as people are losing access to disposable income at a steady rate. Back in May, Canadian province Quebec passed Bill 96. Bill 96 is aimed at strengthening the language laws in Quebec by ensuring French is the main spoken language. From businesses to healthcare, Bill 96's provisions on achieving Francanization went into effect on June 1st with a three-year grace period for larger companies. This bill poses some complications for the 11,000 people employed in the gaming industry in Quebec. There is a large list of major developers that have studios in Quebec, including Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, Behavior, Gameloft, and Eidos Montreal. The main complication is that English is the assumed default language in the game development industry. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation spoke to an anonymous source that claimed video game companies in Quebec are going to find it hard to attract talent, having to comply with Bill 96's provisions. The newly formed Office for the Protection of the French Language commented on the Francanization of Quebec's video game industry, saying, quote, All sectors must contribute to the effort to ensure sustainability of our official and common language which is the most authoritative thing I've ever heard coming out of Canada. While I could go on at length about how restrictive to language as a whole this is, finding out about Bill 96 puts Square Enix selling off their Western studios into way bigger perspective. Instead of Square Enix having to spend money establishing a Francanization committee within this studio or having to require immigrated employees learn French in six months to comply with Quebec's new insane law, instead, Square Enix just sold these studios off at a discount. All right, it's Friday, and this is normally where we would check out a brand new iTunes or Amazon Audible review, but unfortunately, we don't have one. So again, I would like to invite all of you to go and leave us a review. We'll read it here on the show. And now it's time for the Friday Let's Catch Up. Let's check out some of the biggest news stories in gaming from this past week. Last Friday, we woke up to a different America. The Supreme Court has overturned the fundamental right of abortion by striking down the 50-year precedent of Roe v. Wade. Now, you're probably wondering why any of this is gaming-related. 
Well, a few game studios have come out in support of women and the LGBTQIA community. Like Ubisoft, who said, quote, We fully support our teams in the United States. Today and every day, we believe that reproductive rights are human rights. Women's rights are human rights. Trans rights are human rights. And equal rights for all are essential to a world where everyone can be their authentic selves and thrive. Devolver Digital, Bethesda, Intersloth, London Studio, and Humble all echoed the same sentiments as Ubisoft, with Microsoft joining in on extending health benefits to accommodate travel for healthcare. Which is nice to see a lot of gaming companies actually make the right move in supporting their staff. While that's slightly uplifting, the state of the country is not. Make no mistake, the foundation of democracy is under attack. And while it's nice to see billion-dollar companies rush in to do what's right, I sure wish our elected officials would act with the same urgency. Over the weekend, Hideo Kojima tweeted out, quote, The boys, which I quit after three episodes of season one, I thought I'd watch the rest of the show. Actually, I watched a few episodes that were delivered at the time when I was about to start a project that I had been warming up for a long time and put on hold because the concept was so similar. Different settings and different tricks. A buddy male-female thing with a special detective squad facing off against legendary heroes behind the scenes. I was thinking of Mads as the lead. So we either lost a gritty superhero video game or a show that could have been made by Kojima Productions. Kojima's wording there makes it kind of unclear which medium this shelved project was originally planned for. Either way, though, it's a bit disappointing to see that The Boys, Amazon's gritty superhero show, is preventing Kojima from pursuing a superhero game. While I'm not the biggest fan of the superhero genre, it would have been really interesting to see Kojima's take on it, especially if Kojima was considering Mads Mikkelsen as the lead. However, we do have the confirmed partnership with Microsoft and Kojima Productions to look forward to in, like, probably five years. On Monday, Valve announced that the Steam Deck production is ramping up slightly. Valve's statement reads, quote, Some great news on the production front. We just sent the last batch of Q2 emails, and we'll start sending Q3 reservation emails on the 30th. Production has picked up, and after today, we'll be shipping more than double the number of Steam Decks every week. So for those of you who were lucky enough to get into the Q3 reservation, make sure you're checking your email or have Steam open from the 30th on. You'll have three days to confirm or deny your Steam Deck reservation. Valve also tweeted out recently that if you missed your reservation for the Steam Deck, to make sure to contact Valve's customer support. There could be a possible extension, but Valve didn't disclose the grace period length that they would honor. Overall, I'm surprised Valve is ramping up production despite the ongoing chip shortage, while every other console manufacturer has slowed down production due to complications caused by mini-world events. The other interesting thing will be seeing how well the Steam Deck sells compared to other consoles in the coming years. Granted, I doubt Valve is going to be pushing more than a couple hundred thousand units this year, but when production finally meets demand, I could see Valve becoming a real contender in the console market space. 
The modding community behind Fallout 4 has made some amazing things over the years and has propped up Bethesda's seven-year-old game. But on Tuesday, the long-awaited Fallout London mod finally launched their release trailer. Fallout London's webpage describes the mod saying, quote, Fallout London is an ambitious DLC-sized mod that brings players into the nuclear apocalypse all the way to the doorsteps of Parliament. The mod encapsulates the gritty, adventurous nature of the Fallout games with a new world, factions, storylines, NPCs, weapons, creatures, and much more. The Fallout London team points out that there will be staple changes by moving the setting from North America to London, one example being vault which is an American company, so there won't be a vault presence in the mod. Fallout London's mod team also revealed that the mod is about the size of the base Fallout 4 Commonwealth map, with whole new factions, storylines, NPCs, and weapons. Since FEV is also an American creation in the Fallout lore, monsters like Deathclaws and Super Mutants will not be present, though there are going to be new monsters to replace them. Fallout London's revealed trailer finished with an arbitrary 2023 release date, which is exciting because Fallout London has been a rumor for so long that I wasn't sure when it was going to get a concrete date. So when Fallout London finally does release next year, I'll be adding a couple of more hundred hours to my Fallout 4 playtime. Alright, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Tuesday for even more video game news. It's a holiday weekend, so I'm taking Monday off. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.